You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. Yeah! And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And we are back. Your Saturday morning treats. It's the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good morning. Hope you are out and about and enjoying your day. We are glad to be here with you each and every Saturday from 6 to 8. Talking golf alongside Barry Cronin, the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I am Mike Esposito. Glad to have you with us today and uh, lots to talk about. So uh, we will get right to it. Good morning to my partner, Barry Cronin. Barry, hello. Good morning, Michael. Always good to talk to you. It's a brisk uh, morning uh, for the golfers. So uh, it, uh, it started to turn yesterday. It was a very refreshing day yesterday out there on the course. Yeah. And uh, after a few days of real uh, uh, wilting humidity, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm I am not going to complain one bit about said wilting humidity because as I look at my calendar, today is somehow July 31st, Barry, and and that it tells me we have Mike. frightening. Yes, we have one month of real summer left, and then. In September, all bets are off. We might have summer days. We might have fall days. Uh, you know, at some exactly. point, who knows? But uh, exactly, we will uh, we will gladly enjoy the heat and humidity. And of course, I'll probably uh, in a week or so be complaining about the heat and humidity. But right now, we will take it. But yes, certainly for for golfers and for people who love the game and want to get out, uh, the next few weeks, you you've got the weather. You've got uh, you know. I guess you call them summer rules. You know, your kids are not back in school yet. A lot of right. people take time off work during the summer. Um, I'm sure the courses will be hopping for the next, uh, well, few months, but certainly August, uh, I, I'm going to guess, is going to be booked out in a lot of spots. I would think so, Mike. I would think so. And then, of course, everybody's fired up by the Olympics. That's right. Which we are have... on this week. We've. It's amazing. The Olympics are on. The Olympics are on, and uh, we are going to talk a lot about the Olympics today. This hour brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call 1-877-CARS-4-KIDS. 
Um, the Olympics, Barry, so, and, and I've been reading lots on the Olympics, and, and let me give you, before we get to uh, our thoughts on the Olympics, uh, let me give you the leaderboard. And our old pal right. Xander Shoufley is is leading there after after the first three rounds of, of the Olympic tournament. Yeah, I think this probably happened overnight. Um, <laughs> I was watching yes. it last night, and then I woke up this morning, and there he was, 14 under par, uh, shot a 68 uh, to go with his uh, another 68 and a 63. Yeah, so Xander has a one-shot lead over national hero Hideki Matsuyama, what? one stroke back. Right, which which to to uh, to Olympic watchers, and I know certainly it's one of those where, um, and we should identify countries here. So Xander is playing yep. for the United States. Um, Hideki clearly, uh, and I should say obviously, but clearly, uh, you know, he's he is the the hometown hero, so to speak, playing for his uh, native Japan in Japan, where the Olympics are being held. And to me, now he's obviously, he's the reigning Masters champion. Uh, he, he did just have COVID, which I had forgotten. And I, I mean, I knew, but I had forgotten. Um, so there's a story behind that. But uh, a, a nice, a nice uh, run by Hideki uh, to put himself in position to really, as if he wasn't enough of a hero in Japan after winning the Masters. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Barry, and say that if Hideki wins Olympic gold in golf, that will make him even more of an Olympic or of a, a, uh, oh, a national hero, hero in Japan for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, there's no doubt about that. And what's really, uh, really unfortunate, um, I think for the golfers and especially maybe for Hideki and, uh, is that there's no fans there. There's no fans. Yep. It's just so unfortunate. Um, it's really kind of a downer and, um, I, uh, it's just really, uh, really unfortunate, and I, I think, um, uh, you know, anyway, I don't know what's going on in Japan as far as COVID or whatever, or their vaccine rate or et cetera, but um, um, they, uh, here he is, and he's, he, they're out playing there by their, their, themselves again, and, um, you know, just very unfortunate, and that they have no nobody there at all, so that when they, you know, when they did the opening ceremony, there was nobody in the uh, in the in the in the stands for the, everyone to to get into it. It's just really unfortunate. So it's become it's now just kind of a TV show, and it's really unfortunate for that country, which is a great country, Japan. You know. Yeah. No, and you know what? I I actually thought that. So my wife loves the Olympics. I am, you know, admittedly indifferent to a lot of it. I mean, it's on. I'll watch it. Uh, in a lot of cases, it's just kind of in the background. I'm not necessarily emotionally invested in a lot of this stuff um it's just you know some people love the olympics for me it's just not my thing obviously i want the american athletes to do well but i uh, we had the opening ceremony on and i thought the Mm. exact same thing i'm like i'm like this is just we i mean and i understand the reasons they don't want you know the whole world flying into japan and and you know all of the various uh covid implications that 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 brings but I also thought, I'm like, this is just weird, you know, whether it's the cardboard cutouts or the no cheering or the whatever, um, it just seemed off to me. I, I agree right. 100% with you. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And of course, it's the sec, it's, if they had canceled it, it would have been them canceling it two years in a row, and that would have sure. been uh, almost unthinkable. And of course, to the International Olympic Committee, which wouldn't have got their billions from uh, right. from NBC, and that's really, of course, is the overriding 
right. element of of all of this. I hate to be hate to be cynical, Mike. Um, right. But you know, this is going to be a good golf tournament. Uh, Xander is uh, is terrific. We know we love him. He's great. He uh, hit it in the water on 16 at Augusta to to lose it to Hideki, but now they're back together uh, again, the two of them, and they're going to be playing together right. uh, in the final round, which will be exciting. Uh, that'll be really exciting. Um, and then Paul Casey is right there from England. He's always, a, a, even though he hasn't been in England in a while, he's, you know, he came from right. England and he went to Arizona State and he you know, married a nice American girl and he's still there in Scottsdale, I believe. So, mm-hmm. uh, And Carlos Ortiz who is uh, from Mexico, and uh, Sebastian Munoz, uh, I believe, uh, oh, I'm not sure what country, I'm sorry, Chile, I believe. Well, I will have to check that out. But anyway, yes. Uh, and then, of course, correct. the great Rory McIlroy uh, is Rory. right there, and then yep. Mito Pereira from, uh, from uh, I believe he's from Chile. So, anyway, and Sepp Straka from... Austria, of all places. Now, this guy, Sepp Straka, he was leading after one round, and I thought, wow, the Olympics are nothing, man. How could this be? Uh, <laughs> you know, a guy yeah. from, you know, a guy who plays, uh, he's, he's he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. They're all great players, but you don't really sure. see his name on the top of a leaderboard at, uh, at any of the major championships. But uh, And he was there for a day, and now he's, he's T5, so God bless him. Yeah, no, and you know what? That was one of the things I've read uh, some of the... Uh, columns of of some of the writers uh covering this whether they're actually there in person or they're just writing columns after after watching and the one on uh, cbs sports i believe it was was basically like you know this seems way too much like just a regular golf tournament it's one-on-one you know it's everyone playing for themselves he suggested a match play type thing with a team implication uh kind of Ryder Cuppy, I thought, uh, and I'm like, you know, that makes sense. You know, let's let's team up, you know, the Americans versus, you know, each and uh, other country as opposed to. And, you know, listen, if Xander Shoffley wins. Great. You know, a gold for the uh, the Americans. And, um, you know, congrats to, to him. Hopefully that happens. Um, but, you know, let's let's get him and Justin Thomas together. Uh, and and Colin Morikawa, you know, let's play it a, a bit of a team game. I I don't know that that seemed like that made sense to me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that, Mike. In, in a lot of ways, and and what's interesting um, is that they have had uh, 2016. People were saying the same thing. Um, at Justin Rose won the gold, mm-hmm. and um, and people were saying, you know, this is just too much like a. It's almost like a kind of a watered down. Um, PGA Tour event in that um, you don't have um, Brooks Kepka, you, you don't have Jordan mm-hmm. Spieth. You know, there are a lot of guys who are just not in the in the field, right? Mm-hmm. So so um, it's it's a very, I mean it, it's a it's a competitive field. I mean if you look at the leaderboard, you know the the top the top twenty. 30 guys on the leaderboard are, are legit players. They really sure. are. Yep. But it's not that they're not legit. They are. It's just that there are other players who are missing, right? Right. There's so yep. many people who are missing. You go, well, this isn't exactly a, a, a PGA Tour event. So it's, But they're playing it as if it is. So they shouldn't do that. They should make it something different. And I, I do agree with that. And I think it would be cool. You know, for example, in college, uh, they play... Um, you have maybe five teams competing, and they each have five players 
playing in the tournament. Um, and and then they add up the scores at the end, and whoever's got the lowest number of strokes wins. Um, but this is different because the United States has four players, and a lot of countries just have two players. And they base that on world ranking, etc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 a Ryder Cup teams, right, you have 12 players per team, and then you go, they have matches. I, I'm sure that, you know, great minds like ours, oh, a greater, greater minds than ours, have thought about this for four years. And I'm sure that, that we're not the only people, and the, and the, the columnists are not the only ones saying this, right? They, mm-hmm. they, all, the, all the people who are running the Olympics have read this, and said, well, and for some reason they've sort of defaulted to the stroke play, 72-hole stroke play event. Um, so, yeah, uh, and that may, be, that may be the only way to do it. So, Yeah, and, and Barry, our, our first text of the day, and text us if you'd like at 312-644-6767. We have an unsolicited text. That's an unbelievable. Unsolicited, the wow. text on... Right. Tech Zone yeah, brought to you by Rosen yeah. Hyundai of Algonquin. Save yeah. time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Yeah. Says plainly, golf shouldn't be part of the Olympics. Now, I know golf wasn't part of the Olympics for a long time. I think uh, 16 oh. was the first time it was back. So I wanted to lob that one at you uh, and yeah. let you let you comment on that because yeah. I mean it's an it's a very it's as international as sports gets, right? I mean, you play golf everywhere. I, I, I think that's a true statement. I think pretty much everywhere in the world you can play golf, right? So it makes sense to me as an Olympic sport. Um, maybe it's the whole team part of it that, that uh, uh, this texture is, is disagreeing with. Well, let's think about why golf is in the Olympics. It's in the Olympics in order to grow the game around the world. And for us in the United States, we look, we have look, we have the NFL, we have Major League Baseball, we have the NBA, and all that stuff is based here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us, you know, do we really watch gymnastics any other time? We watch it once every four years, maybe. And I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I sort of am distracted, and I'm really not watching it this year because they're all, I don't know, I'm just not quite into it. And maybe it's because Simone Biles pulled out or whatever. But... Um, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think that people are into track and field. If it weren't, if it didn't have the Olympics imprimatur, we would not be watching it, right? Yep. Because we don't watch it. It's it's fringe sport. It's on right after rodeo on uh, on CBS sometimes. You know, right. in, a, in the dog days of summer. So um, should it be in? I don't think it's bad that it's in. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything that it's in. And for countries outside the United States, even the UK, the Olympics mean a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that it means quite a lot to the United States, although I do know that in Rio, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth didn't go to Rio in 2016 because uh, the safetyists of the uh, of the world told him that it was going to be too dangerous down in Brazil, that there's too many marauders and, and, and it was too um, uh, unsafe. It was lack of security in Rio. And uh, so he didn't go, but I know he regretted that. I think he spoke, he's spoken mm-hmm. about how he regretted it. So I think, and, and Ricky Fowler talked about how, how happy he was that he went. And now, you know, Jordan's good buddy, Justin Thomas is over there in Japan and he's there yeah. and, and I think he's loving it. So, I would like to say, Mike, regarding the Olympics, I wanted to bring this up, is that uh, we d- before 2016, the last time we had it uh, in Olympic competition in the Summer Olympics, 
was in 1904. And that's when the Olympics were in St. Louis, of all places. Hey! And that was, you know, the Cardinals must not have been playing that year. No. So, uh, and there was a, uh, a gentleman from Chicago uh, by the name of H. Chandler Egan. He was uh, a he was the Western Amateur Champ and the U.S. Amateur Champ at the time, and uh, he was from Exmoor Country Club. He went down uh, and won. He was the captain of the team, so they had a team event. Uh, there were five guys on, the, on a Western Golf Association team. They won the gold medal, and Egan won the silver. He was he was by far the best player, but for some reason he had he was exhausted. He had a long summer, and he didn't win the gold, but he won the gold for the team. And he won the individual. So, uh, you know, we have a Chicago connection to yeah. the Olympics. Now, I would also tell you it wasn't really that much of an of a international competition. They had a Trans-Mississippi uh, uh, Association, which was consisted of Missouri and Iowa players. And then there was a third, and then there was the WGA team, which was all Chicago area golfers. And then there was a team from the U.S. Golf Association, which... Probably guys from out east, and mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, that was before 2016. That was the last time the Olympics. Uh, I, I mean, the golf was in the Olympics, so they did have both an individual and team component. To your point, but uh, there were only three teams uh, competing, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Um, two, so it would two. be it would be interesting to see how how that would work this time. You know, yeah. with, with all these countries represented. I had two thoughts as you were saying that, Barry. First, uh, and we're going to talk a ton more about the Western Am, which is at the Glenview Club, uh, because uh, you mentioned the connection there. Uh, the second connection is, is you think about 1904, and and I was thinking as you're talking about that, and it was certainly East, right? Because how much of the, the Western United States was still, and I don't want to say uh, unsettled, but really... Um, you know, there were well, some of those. Wasn't even part of the United yet. States. Right, exactly. I mean, that was... I mean when, Mike, when you think about it, okay, so the Western Golf Association was established in 1899, uh-huh. which is which is about four, three years after the U.S. Golf Association was established out east. Uh-huh. And so the reason it was called the Western Golf Association is because everything west of that was not really right. part of anything, <laughs> you know, right. kind of like, um, you know, Seattle wasn't really built up by then. You're right. <laughs> so right. it was, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I should know my, my states and my geography better, but, uh, I'm not sure when California became a state. So Cal, there were, it was certainly a state, but there were definitely some of the territories that were not yet states, uh, that became states. Uh, and it's amazing to think of how much, uh, the country changed just between that date of 1904 and where we sit now, just in terms of uh, population and uh, where everyone lives. And anyway, we're we're getting off track here, but I thought yes. that was kind of, I thought that was kind of fascinating. And anyway, I should uh, at this point probably tell you what's going on in our show today because ah. we want you to know, we want you to know uh, who's coming on the show. And I mentioned uh, the the uh, the Western Amateur. We will talk to Vince Pellegrino, the the vice president of tournaments from the Western Golf Association. Uh, He is presiding over the uh, Western Amateur at Glenview Club this week. Um, uh, He'll also run the BMW Championship. Uh, So lots going on. We'll talk to Vince at 740. Uh, At 7, I'm excited for this one, uh, Steve Holka. He's a Chicago area native, but he's a longtime PGA Tour caddy uh, with some great stories. We're going to dive into some of those with Steve 
uh, at 7. Our Swing Thoughts segment, uh, we'll talk to Andrew Stevens, head golf pro at Stonebridge Country Club in Aurora, uh, which was the site of this year's Illinois Open, uh, which will be starting uh, two days from now. So right. uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about reading the green with Andrew. So we all could use uh, some tips on that. Uh, and uh, and how to uh, how to be a better putter. Uh, certainly, the uh, the old uh, putting important, and uh, people uh, I'm sure will will get something out of that. Uh, this segment brought to you by Illinois PGA Professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. So we're going to talk more about the Olympics when we come back, Barry. We're going to talk uh, some Rory Sabatini and some some of the. Uh, Questions we have about how he's playing for which country he's playing for. Uh, we'll definitely talk more about the Western Amateur, uh, and then we'll get into our guest swing thoughts at uh, 6:40 with Andrew Stevens. You are listening to the Scorecard. He's Barry Cronin. I'm Mike Esposito. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 6:70. The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Spurge Radio 670. The score, our producer Adam Stadzinski is so excited for Swing Thoughts that he gave you a little tease right there. But exactly. We well, and I, and I, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, one of the dilemmas that we that I had this week is, that, as you know, and as our, our loyal audience knows, we do try to play a little music that's a reflective of the location of that week's PGA Tour event. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am not an aficionado of Japanese music. Not that I'm an aficionado of 
music that's been recorded in the last oh you know <laughs> 30 so <years. laughs> I, I well you know i wouldn't want to say that but i go for the classics you know sure um so uh, i was a bit confused so i didn't know what to do so i left it up to adam so i'm sure he's gonna um i've got maybe I've, ma- I've was got, that japanese right no, there no, uh, adam? that was the strokes oh. That was okay. yeah. See, of course it was. Of course, I, I knew that. They have toured in Japan, I'm sure, though. Right? I knew I that. I knew that. They're big in Japan, exactly. I did find I did find a Japanese band that I'll play later. All right, and you know, I, did, I was thinking last night that, uh, you know, John Coltrane uh, did a big album in Japan live, and it was quite... Uh, but I don't know that... I, I don't know that... That might be a little bit... Uh, even now, avant-garde for our for for I, me for our audience, perhaps not Barry, uh, accessible to the masses. Barry, I have thought of one way we can we can merge all worlds and combine your love of of classic rock with Japan. <laughs> cheap Trick live at Budokan. We can do that. We can see and Cheap Trick Rockford to <laughs> Japan. It's awesome. I love yes. that. I love those guys. They're great. There you go. We've solved that problem for Adam awesome. and for us, so we, we can Perfect. we can do that. Uh, anyway, you're listening to the scorecard. We're happy to have <laughs> you. It's Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you. Uh, before we dive into the Western Amateur, which we will, Barry, uh, a note here about Rory Sabatini, and this is just I, – I can't figure it out. Maybe you can explain to yeah. the class uh, how exactly this happens that – uh, explain what Rory's doing. Well, explain, so yeah. yeah, so here's what happened. Um, I'm I'm watching the Olympics uh, dutifully the other day. Yes, and I am uh, watching a, uh, an interview with Rory Sabatini, and um, I didn't know the backstory on this at all at the time. And uh, and the guy's saying to him, uh, "Wow, how great is it to be playing for Slovakia?" I'm going, Slovakia, what are you talking about? Roy Sabatini <laughs> has been South African for as long as I... I mean, you know, he's been on the tour for right. 20 years, and sure. he's never not been referred to as uh, South African Rory Sabatini. So Rory apparently married a lady from Slovakia, who she's a Slovakian citizen. And oh, by the way, not only is Rory from South Africa, he's been living in South Florida with all the rest of them mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. 20 years, for many, many years. So anyway, uh, I say to myself, self, how in the name of God is he playing for Slovakia? And uh, of course, I did a little research. Very little. That's what you do. And uh, I don't want to be accused of doing a lot of research. Never would be. But uh, Rory apparently he married this lady from who's a Slovakian citizen. And um, uh, the, the uh, head of the Slovakian Golf Association found out that Rory was married to her, and said, "Boy, would it be a great way to promote golf in Slovakia?" If you, as someone who's related, uh, closely related to somebody from Slovakia, would play under our flag. And Rory's like, well, I'm sure not going to make the South African team, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure that's what he said to himself. But he, of course, he's not telling us this. Right. Uh, so he said, I would love to help promote the game of golf in Slovakia, which has got 26 courses, I believe, is my and, and and you know, I don't know how many golfers exactly, but a few thousand. So, ergo, Rory playing for 
Slovakia. Roy's not had a great PGA Tour career in the last few years. You know, he hasn't played well. Uh, but now he's playing under the Slovakian flag. And the good news for the Olympians is there's no it's a no-cut tournament. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, he is at least not going to suffer the, uh, the uh, ignomin- ignominity of... Uh, missing the cut. So well, and he's yeah, he's uh, seven shots off right now. He's tied for seventeenth uh, at seven under par. I thought that was an interesting story though. That uh, he lives in Florida. He's from South Africa, but somehow, as you just described, he is playing for Slovakia. That that's a that is an Olympic magic moment right there, Barry. That you have just given our listeners, uh, courtesy of Rory Sabatini. Uh, and and his Slovakian uh, um, bride, who has uh, allowed him to do that, so that is uh, that's that's interesting. That's that's what's happening there. Um, we we also have lots happening this week at Glenview Club, the Western Golf Association. We'll talk to you, uh, Vince Pellegrino, uh, at 7:40. But the the Western Amateur this week uh, and. The final four is today. You got lots of uh, of intrigue there. Four players. Uh, two two-man matches, and they'll be starting literally right after we get off the air at 8 o'clock this morning. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be terrific. Um, it's been a great week out there. Um, the members are enjoying it. Um, it's been great competition. Of course, there you know there might be one or two fans from somewhere, um, <laughs> interested parties. But ha- it's so it's just, you know, I, I say this all the time and every year, et cetera. It is so great. Uh, to be able to walk around and there's no ropes. Um, you can stand the, the courses. The course was built, as we said last week, originally in uh, in in the late 1890s. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's 180 acres, but it's a fairly small footprint. And the point is, you can stand on the back nine and see tee shot on this hole, putting out on this hole, fairway over here. There's so many great vantage points to watch but we understand there's nobody famous out there playing and so people come out especially in chicago uh we love our big stars and if there's no big stars we go eh whatever we gotta move on right uh, but it's cool and these guys will be big stars someday um yeah. just as uh you know, as a lot of the guys who uh played here play here every year turn out to be stars on the pga tour so today we have uh uh michael thorn thor thorbjornson versus Austin Greaser, two guys we've never heard of, and mm-hmm. Pearson Cootie, who's actually the defending champion yeah. uh, from last year, against Gordon Sargent, another guy. All these guys uh, nobody's ever heard of. Uh, we've heard a little bit about Pearson, but, you know, it's believe me, it's a very it's a niche audience for those who have uh, heard of Pearson. But terrific player. You'll hear about him, more of him on the PGA Tour in a couple of years. He's a senior at sure. Texas. So he'll be coming out next year. And... Uh, uh, these kids are terrific, so uh, the, uh, really good matches uh, yesterday and uh, a really great atmosphere. So um, anyway, that's it, and uh, it'll be fun uh, today. They'll, so they have the semifinals teeing off around 8 this morning, and then there'll be two left, uh, and the uh, final two will go off at, uh, at right after they have lunch, maybe 1 o'clock, depending on what time they, uh, maybe 12.30 at the earliest so uh, we can find out from Vince uh, maybe when yeah. uh, when they're going to go off. But, uh, yeah, but it's been terrific. And I will say, Mike, that I did run into uh, our, our, our two 
playing partners from Media Day, and they you did uh, excellent. We did. I saw Scott Buell out there and Cliff Schwander, and they were very excited that we talked about them last week, and um, and we're still talking about them. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun, and uh, sure. Scott did point out to me yesterday that the, the uh, there was a playoff that went to the first hole and the second hole. But he did point out to me the first green where where uh, you know he and you suffered your ignominious defeat. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I said, yes. well, I said I, w- I said I was Scott nice enough not to talk about it on the radio. But now that you brought it up, so I thought that would be yeah, fun. Well, but anyway, there we have it, it was it was great it to was... see him. They're really a nice lot of nice people out there. No, it was and and uh, Scott and I lost by by one hole to you guys, to you and Cliff. And uh, Scott also won every hole that we won. So kudos, <laughs> kudos to him for care for literally carrying me the entire the entire day. But uh, no, it's uh, we had a great time out at Glenview Club, and uh, today is going to be a great day. At oh, perfect Glenview day! Club great weather! Well. Great weather! It's going to be terrific. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? For hey, listen, and you mentioned you know not not a lot of uh, necessarily fans, so to speak, showing up. But this is uh, it's a free event. You head on out, you can get tickets, right? You come on out, and uh, you get yeah. to watch some of the best college golfers uh, in the world, or uh, yeah. and compete compete uh, in uh, in the Western Amateur today, uh, one of the historic events in uh, golf. Uh, and that uh, that will be fun. So we'll talk to Vince, uh, Vince Pellegrino from the Western Golf Association at 740. Uh, coming up next, though, Barry, it's time for our Swing Thoughts segment. Andrew Stevens from Stonebridge Country Club in Aurora will join, and uh, we will talk a little putting and reading the green with him. Uh, before we uh, head to break, I want to remind you to log on to cdga.org slash contest. Register to win a CDGA season starter pack. You'll get an Imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season, that is cdga.org slash contest. When we come back, Swing Thoughts with Andrew Stevens from Stonebridge right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Just let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. And now, the scorecard presents Swing Thoughts. Some free advice from the best teachers in the game. And we are back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito with you. It is time, as Chevy Chase tells us, for swing thoughts. Uh, we love talking to golf professionals in the Chicagoland area, giving tips uh, to our listeners and to everybody uh, out there listening. Time, Barry, to head on out to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find the head golf pro from Stonebridge Country Club in Aurora. Andrew Stevens joins us. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, Andrew. Great to have you on the show. I know you're all excited about the uh, upcoming Illinois Open, uh, which uh, Stonebridge is hosting uh, on Monday through Wednesday, so that'll be exciting. And um, uh, Stonebridge has has hosted a a number of tournaments over the years, uh, including, I will throw my little memory out, Andrew, I don't mean to filibuster you here but the ameritech the ameritech senior open was out there years ago it was just great arnold palmer was there lee trevino 
um, all these terrific, terrific players when you think about it now. They, and that was when they started to build out that uh, that subdivision that was before there were any houses out there. So they used it as a promotional event. Um, but the thing that I, most memorable is when Michael Jordan, a couple of days after the Bulls won their first mm-hmm. championship, Michael came out to play in the Wednesday Pro-Am with Arnold Palmer. It was unbelievable. They were the first hole there, correct me if I'm wrong, 500-yard par 5, right? Something like that. Yep, you got it. Yeah, long par 5. Well, it was at the time, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not long anymore because everybody hits it so far. But uh, lined up on both sides of the fairway, five or six deep, it was it was just awesome. It was unbelievable. I never saw anything like it in my life. So that was great. And then, of course, you had the LPGA out there for a couple of years, and that was cool to see Annika uh, playing. And uh, and uh, anyway, so it was great. So anyway, welcome on the show. And sorry I did. Sorry I talked. Yeah. No thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're uh, we're super excited to to kind of get back to you know high level championship golf uh, here at the club, and uh, of course in great shape. We. Last uh, last year or two, really three years, we've done quite a bit of work to the golf course. Not necessarily leading up for something like this, but uh, to try to continue to improve the the club and really modernize it quite quite a bit. So, you know, kind of big ticket items: those plumbing and electricals that you do in your house. You know, irrigation, bunker work, stuff like that. And last fall, we put in nine new tees, so we stretch out to just under 7,200 yards. So, uh, early reviews from the guys who come out and play the practice round is whoa, this is a Heck of a lot tougher than I remember it being a few years ago. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, so the membership's excited to to have it out here, and, and I'm really excited to kind of show it off to my fellow PGA professionals and some, you know, we've got some mini tour guys out here and some of the state's best amateur golfers, really. So um, a lot of good kids, a lot of good guys playing some great golf this coming week. Are there any, any names that people, you know, amateur golf folks might, names of anybody locally that you might, um, you know, pop to mind? Yeah, I mean, you got uh, you know one that pops to my mind, Charlie Nikitas. Um, uh, he's playing at Alabama, I believe, so uh, he's a stick for sure. Uh, Mike Small, who's the uh, head coach of uh, University of Illinois men's golf team, kind of runs their program down there. He's a, uh, I believe, a four-time champ of the Open. So, um, yeah, there's some great players. Jim Billiter in the section, Frank Honadel from Mistwood. I know you guys are friends of the uh, folks down there. Uh, Andy Michelson, same thing. Travis Johns, uh, Brian Carroll, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, Illinois PGA players in particular. So um, Bryce Emery, our defending champ, I just played with him uh, the other day out here for practice round, and well, he plays a slightly different game than I do, uh, that's for sure. But uh, really, really pounds it off the tee, and uh, you know, just has a different way of looking at a golf course when he's attacking it. So uh, yeah, we're excited. Well, you know, the people pounded off the tee, but the great equalizer is on the greens. Um, as we know, Andrew, uh, well, sort of an equalizer, maybe once you get up on the green, <laughs> it can take a while. Um, so we're going to talk to you about putting today. And um, one of the things that's often mystifying, not only to mid-handicappers, but even people who are really good players, uh, is is reading a green? Uh, I know single digit guys who say you know, they they have a still have a hard time reading the green. So there's got to be some basics. Um, what what are the basics of reading a green? Yeah, sure. So you know my 
if you can kind of visualize, you've ever, ever been on a golf course and, and you got a massive rain delay, right? And it's just dumping water, right? Just a monsoon out there. And you look out onto the golf course and you see the water kind of running off in different directions. Maybe you see a putting green, same thing. If you can visualize that water kind of running off in a direction, it's obviously going to find the low spot. So for me, the key when I get up onto the, to a putting green is to find the lowest spot on the putting surface. And naturally, everything's going to kind of drift toward that direction. So it at least gives you a baseline as to where the ball is going to try to move, try to end up at some point, right? It's just gravity. Um, you know, at that point, you want to try to identify where is it in relation to your ball and the hole, right? If it's to the right of your side of your line, then you know it's going to move left to right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, when we started talking about this the other day, I, I was thinking to myself, how the heck am I going to describe green reading over the radio? <laughs> right? But, well, we, chal- we like to challenge to... our we like to challenge our top pros. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but the idea is just visualize where's the ball moving, right? It's always going to move towards the lowest spot. And then my rule of thumb when I'm telling you know my members or or uh, outside players coming to, to me for some lessons are, uh, you know, you have to, if you feel like you're confident in your line, go ahead and hit it. But if you're not confident, always take a little bit more break. Always play higher than you think. You know, there's, there's a reason why they call it the low side and the pro side. And the reason it's the pro side is because anytime you miss high, the ball is going to continue to break toward the hole. And if you miss low, it's going to continue to break away from the hole. So personally, I'd rather have a shorter tap and then something that stretches out, you know, two, three feet away from the hole as it continues to roll. So uh, that's really, you know, if, when in doubt, play more break. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to miss it, you're going to miss it. And I'd rather miss it breaking toward the hole than away from it. And, and when, you, when you are reading a putt, I mean, most people, average players, they stand behind the ball and they look at the ball and they say, which way does it go left or right? Um, but then oftentimes, this has never happened to me, of course. This is, this is just from, from people telling me what happens. Um, all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, that putt was so far downhill and I didn't, I didn't see the downhill because all I did was stand behind the, behind the ball and I didn't realize how downhill it was. You might say, oh yeah, it's a little bit downhill, but... Oh my gosh! You know, it turns out to be the angle of the—I mean, the uh, angle of the putt seems to be so far downhill. So how do you, how do you read the putt in terms of um, speed, et cetera, um, beforehand uh, without making it a five-hour round? Well, so that's <laughs> that's the the crux of the situation, I guess, right? I mean, we're not going to to Bryson it up and uh, you know check out the air density and all that stuff. Bryson, but, Bryson now a verb, I believe, or or an adjective. I, I loved it. Yes, <laughs> verb and an so, adjective, right? So the inter- the interesting thing is uh, he's not wrong, right? Uh, I think any any PGA professional would tell you if if you look at the way he approaches the game, he's not wrong. But there's some sort of balance that can be had between you know going through the the calculations and, and also trying to, you know, maintain, you know, some pace of play. Right. So if you're out there on a casual round, you don't necessarily have to be checking all of those things. And, and frankly, even in a, in a tournament, you could probably speed it up a little bit, but you know, in terms of judging, judging speed and pace, one practice is, is ultimate, right? You can't get enough practice on the putting green or around the short game area. It's where most of your shots are taking place in a round, not, 
on the driving range off the tee with your driver. Right? So spend time in the short game. Um, and when you approach a, a putting surface, you know, look at it from behind the ball and then look at it from the side, typically from the low side, if you can, so you can get some sort of gauge as to whether it's slightly uphill or slightly downhill. And conditions are going to change things too, right? How are the greens rolling? Um, are they slick? Are they bent grass? Are you down south in, in the wintertime on Bermuda? you got some grain down there. Uh, so there are a lot of factors that, that come into play. And in, in my experience, the best golfers are just used to kind of calculating all of those factors into a putt. And that comes from practice, frankly. And really, when Talk- you're walking – oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we're talking to Andrew Stevens uh, from Stonebridge Country Club in Aurora, and I was actually going to build on what you were just saying, because for me, oftentimes, the speed is is the hardest thing. I may have a good read on it, but I also may whack it way past the hole on my putt. <laughs> so that is that is literally, it's practice, practice, and more practice, just getting the, the touch kind of for that for that putt. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, Mike, is, you have to there, – there are two factors really coming into play. One, your your ability to read the putting surface, both speed and line. And two, your technique, right? So the ability to control the speed of the putter head itself, right? How fast is that putter head moving, and can you move it at a consistent pace from putt to putt? That's really important, too. So, you know, that's something that I would suggest, um, you know, find a PGA professional locally and – and uh, hop on TrackMan with, with them out on the putting green or a Sam Putt Lab and just take a half an hour or an hour putting lesson. I think the information that you'll glean from that session could be perhaps the most valuable asset to you uh, when it comes to putting and getting a real touch around the greens. Yeah, exactly, Andrew. It's really a great suggestion. Um, uh, nobody takes putting lessons. Everybody's standing on that driving range hitting driver most of the time. Um, um, I, I always notice people take the putter back so far. You know, you'll have a you'll have a five or ten foot putt maybe, and they'll take the putter head back so far, and then they just tap the ball and stop their swing rather than taking it back three inches and then following through. Right? Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, there are some. Um, you know, we could get into some high level conversation with some of my fellow pros out there. I know that, right? Depending on on the the style and technique that we're using. But, you know, the name of the game is you want that putter head to be moving consistently at the same rate uh, over and over again. So good pace, good tempo back and forth. Uh, And you want to be able to do it every single time you step up to it or as many times as you can, right, as often as possible. Right, exactly. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Andrew, we are uh, unfortunately out of time here. Uh, we do appreciate your jumping on with us, though, and for your tips on putting. And undoubtedly, uh, we are uh, looking forward to, and we will follow the uh, the Illinois Open, uh, which, again, is Monday through Wednesday at uh, Stonebridge Country Club. So we'll uh, look forward to uh, following that uh, as that gets going. So we appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it's a pre-admission to all, all – uh... Uh, patrons that want to come out and view it uh, we're excited to have it and uh, weather looks awesome so so come on out to aurora and and watch some great golf we'll do very much andrew great great talking to you thanks so much thanks take care guys have a great day all right you too that that is andrew stevens from stonebridge country club the head golf pro there and uh as he mentioned monday through wednesday free admission uh head on out it's uh it's another one of those Wonderful local events that uh, you can uh, 
just literally walk into and watch some great golf being played in this year's Illinois Open, uh, which starts on Monday. Uh, hour two for us coming up next. Uh, we'll talk to Vince Pellegrino from the Western Golf Association at 740. But coming up right after the break, uh, Chicago native and longtime PGA Tour caddy Steve Holka will join us. You'll want to stick around for this. Uh, lots of fun and lots of good stories coming up next with Steve Holka as we return on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 